0: This is
1: Make it funny. M I P. With Massimela Mark Thompson. Make it kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, every month, of course, we talk jobs numbers, the monthly jobs report with our good friend, the chief economist at sentonbudget.org, the Center on budget and policy priorities, Chad Stone. Chad actually uh has an epic thread on the <laughs> but it's good. I, I it's very helpful. And I love the charts. You folks the, the, the charts are better than narrative because for lay people like me we don't we don't understand a lot of that stuff. So you look see the chart if you want to really see what's been happening, you definitely want to check out Chad's thread. Um and so he joins us now. How are you buddy? I'm well how are you? I'm good. I'm good and, and good to talk to you um as well So three hundred and seventy-nine thousand jobs uh for February. That's right. That's a that's a a, a sizable number. But to be clear, um, and I don't know, Chad, I I mean it's interesting how the narrative changes when you get a new president. Because you know, the past president, oh jobs, jobs, the green jobs, 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 which clearly wasn't true. Uh and they would seize any opportunity to make it look more positive than it really was. But now everybody's Kind of in a more sober place, okay, well, three seven nine looks like a good number, but we know that there's a lot to be made up, and we know only a fool would think that this economy is back uh in any way shape but this is going to take some time, isn't it
2: it is um that's, that's why the uh, that's why the plan is called the American Rescue plan uh, because the economy needs to be rescued and um and, and three hundred seventy nine thousand jobs that's a good number um we haven't but it, suppose we had 400,000 jobs a month going forward. It would take us two years to erase the 9.5 million jobs hole that we have. So we got to do, we've got to get more jobs faster. But 379,000 is good. Passed the package at the end of the year and some of those stimulus payments started to come back and unemployment insurance got extended. So there's a little bit more money injected into the economy and businesses are coming back to some degree. But the important part of the plan that's being passed right now is getting the virus under control, making sure those vaccines get get done and so forth, so that the economy can open up safely and we can have a lot more than 379,000 jobs a month.
1: I want to come back to you on the safety issue, because obviously we've got a couple of governors who could care less about safety. And you have to wonder what the, um, you know, what the impact will be to the economy of some of these places opening and opening up too early you and i've kind of alluded to that over time you know what happens especially when you have frontline and essential workers endangered uh and you know you know how does that help but we'll get into that in a minute but just to kind of go through some of these numbers: three hundred seventy-nine thousand in february up there was am i reading this right there was an additional thirty-eight thousand in december january revisions too is that accurate
2: Yes. Yeah. Every um, every jobs report, we focus on the number for the month in question is for February. But the reports from employers come in slowly. And so there's some revisions to the previous two months that happen all the time. And this time that added thirty eight thousand more.
1: You estimate the jobs, job losses at nine and a half million approximately. It would take. Two years at 400,000 jobs a month to erase the hole from the pandemic is that is that what you're saying
2: That's right and that's just to erase the hole the, from the pandemic if we hadn't gone through all that we would have been on a growth path with jobs being added each month that we were in fact losing jobs if we hadn't if because of the pandemic we were losing jobs but if we hadn't if we'd been going along the path we had been going on we'd be ahead by uh, by more than than just just the February amount and so we're just getting back to even from a year ago with those 400 jobs, of 400, if we got 400,000 jobs a month in two years. To catch up to, to the long-term growth path, we need we need more than that.
1: So, again, and you and I have always talked about the unemployment rate um, and the misperception about that number.
2: Right. right.
1: But even more now, it's glaring. This is really a good lesson, folks. Listen to Chad on this. About how the official unemployment rate under, under states' joblessness, especially in this pandemic. So, if you've not gotten this before, if, if we haven't helped you figure it out before, or understand it before, you're going to get it right now. Please.
2: Okay. So, the official unemployment rate, six point two percent. That's still higher by a few by a few percentage points than where we were last February before the pandemic. So, it's that's a high unemployment rate, but it doesn't take into account Certain factors. One of them was big a while ago, is less big now, but still counts for something, which is the fact that um, because of some, because it's been more difficult to do the job survey that that gathers the data, and because people may not be sure about exactly what their job status is, they think they might be going back to their job, but they're not sure. Um, So there's some misclassification of people who got classified as being employed, even though they were not working, when in fact, realistically, they're un- they're unemployed and should have been counted in the unemployed. That adds a little bit. But more important is the fact that you and I have been doing this for a very long time. We've, this is our second recession together. And in the Great Recession and the recovery coming out of that, um, we talked about this, what I'm going to talk about right now, which is the fact that in order to be counted as unemployed, you have to be actively looking for work. You have to have looked for a job in the past four weeks or be on a temporary layoff that you know you're going to be recalled. If you lost your job but haven't been looking recently enough, maybe because you're discouraged or because of, for pandemic reasons or taking care of family or whatever, you're not counted as unemployed. You're counted as not in the labor force. But if we look at what the size of the labor force was last February, a year ago, and compare with the size of the labor force now, there've been 4 million people, it's 4 million people lower. And so if you count them, if you treat them as unemployed, add them to the little bit of misclassification and the 6.2% regular unemployment rate, then you get up to over 9% unemployment rate, a more realistic unemployment rate. Now, we've talked about the share of the population with a job, the so-called employment to population ratio, which is another way of taking into account the fact not only that there are unemployed workers, but that there are people who are, who have dropped dropped out of the labor force. So you look at the share of the population with the job. Well, that's down. It really plunged. All All of our measures really plunged in April. That was the real bottom. We had huge job losses, huge rise in the unemployment rate. And we've been clawing our way back ever since. But for the past several months, it's been relatively flat. The employment population has been relatively flat. The unemployment rate has been relatively flat. The jobs hole has been relatively the same size. But we got a little bit of progress in February, and we can expect more progress going forward as the end of the year relief package that provided what people might be aware of is the first, the first bit of stimulus money, $600, and now there's going to be an additional stimulus money. There's unemployment insurance benefits coming in so that we should see an acceleration in the improvement of the economy going forward. But right now the headline numbers when people were arguing, we don't need it as we don't need this big stimulus package because the economy is getting better really fast. Well, that's looking at the headline numbers and the headline numbers are underestimating that we're still in rough shape. And this relief package, the, this rescue package is really going to do is really going to help to a get the virus under control so that people can get back to work safely and provide stimulus to the economy so that jobs will be created. And there'll be more jobs for them to come back to. So we're looking for, a good, for good outcomes going forward, but it depends on, on getting the virus under control.
1: The number of long-term unemployed, 27 weeks or more, up nearly four times between February 2020 and February 2021 from 1.1 million to 4.1 million, more than two in five unemployed workers. The average duration of existing unemployment spells was 27.6 weeks in February and the median duration was 18.3 weeks there. Now, 6.1 million people were classified as working part-time for economic reasons in February 2021. That's another number that the numbers on the front don't show because these are people who are involuntarily working for less hours and less money. This is involuntary. That is down from a peak, 6.1 million. That is down from a peak of 10.9 million in April, but 1.7 million higher than in February 2020. That's that's the own category. Those who are technically working,
2: yes, 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 working
1: far less for far less money, far few hours, correct?
2: That's correct. And so we do have a measure that tries to capture some of that, the so called U6. Measure of unemployment, which looks at people who are officially unemployed, people who want a job, but haven't looked recently enough, but have looked in the past year. Those are called marginally attached to the labor force. Bureau of labor statistics likes to have uh, sexy terms for, for everything. And then, and then there's what we're talking about, the part time for economic reasons. People who are involuntarily unemployed. Add those all together. You get a double digit U6 under unemployment and underemployment rate
1: yeah yeah so there's the u6 11.1 percent in february 2021 up from seven percent in february 2020 right so that's up those 4.1 percentage points yeah Yeah, folks we're not out of this yet chad now talked about this let's see what what february february tells us you and i've talked about the job losses being greater in the low-wage industries correct
2: correct what
1: what what more do we learn? What more do these February 2021 numbers tell us about that?
2: Same same basic pattern. Okay. Now, what's, what's interesting is that um, on the on the payroll job side, um, the biggest the biggest gains came in leisure and hospitality, but they're coming from such a deep hole that they still leisure and hospitality still is largely accountable for the job losses among people working in the bottom third of industries when you rank industries by pay by average wages so leisure and hospitality workers have been hit the worst and they're coming back but they're still they're still in the, the sort of the biggest losers I think I think the people in the bottom third of industries by wage they're still 10% below where they were and that's much worse than the middle third or the the highest third of folks by average wages of the industries they work in
1: and again as we were alluding to earlier, and I said I'd get to it. These, again, are are high risk industries where people are even more exposed.
2: Health And risks.
1: And, and, and it's tenuous. I mean, because you look at Texas, they know they not they don't need to be opening up right now. And so even those, as you said, some of those jobs are coming back. It's difficult to hang a hat on this, isn't it, Chad, until everyone is vaccinated. There's some type of herd immunity, all of that. I mean, these are jobs people need to go to work. And they need to make money. But you're, you're, you're risking your health when you do it. You're risking the possibility that it just might end up shutting down again.
2: Right. So the characteristics of the folks with the biggest job losses: if you're a black or Latino, your probability of having lost your job and still, and still being out of work is higher than white your white counterpart. If if you're a woman, you're, you're, you're more, and especially if you if you if you've had to drop out of the labor force for childcare responsibilities, you're more likely than men to have suffered job losses. If you have only a high school degree or less, you're more likely to to have lost your job than if you're a college graduate. If you were born abroad, if you're an immigrant, you're more likely to have lost your job than a native. And all of those demographics are concentrated in that bottom third of of industries that have taken the biggest hit.
1: So folks, so watch that. And then also something well, let me get I'm not jump ahead. We talked about states and localities. First of all, state and local government jobs, how did they come out in February of twenty twenty
2: one? State and local education jobs took a hit. So since a year ago, February, right, state and local jobs are down, I think it's, I think it's 1.4 million, um, and, and education is a million of those. And when, when we're talking education, we're also talking bus drivers, janitors, and so forth. Now, social distancing meant that kids weren't in school, and they didn't need those jobs, teachers' aides, jobs, things, things like that, because the schools were closed. But as the schools reopen, those jobs should start to come back. But it was, de- it was devastating uh, over the past year, the hit to state and local government jobs, especially in education. And that includes college and K-12 jobs.
1: Custodians, bus drivers, yep. uh, probably cafeteria workers, yep. to some extent as well. All those So education ain't just folks teaching, y'all. So there are those losses. Okay, and then workers of color, especially women, are likelier to lose jobs in crisis. And obviously that's because those groups of people are in these low wage and hospitality and education jobs, right? That's how that all kind of intersects, doesn't it?
2: Yep. And this is different from the Great Recession. The Great Recession, remember, was precipitated by a global financial crisis. And so job losses were up and down the income distribution and most, and, and but a lot, but a lot of men and, and, and a lot of folks that, that were higher income uh, working in some, some, some of those jobs. So that, as my boss says very presciently, in the last recession, people who are relatively well off knew someone who'd lost their job. Whereas in this one, people who are relatively well off are unlikely to know someone who lost a job because of where the job losses have been concentrated this time around. And so that can make you blind. To what's really going on and think, oh, well, you know, the unemployment rates down and uh, everyone I know is working. Uh, they're on Zoom, but they're working. And, and yet <laughs> there's, there's the people that make the economy go <laughs> in many ways that, that are really, um, really suffering. That's why it's so important that we've continued the, the special unemployment insurance benefits and the extra weeks of benefits and the pandemic unemployment assistance program for Workers who don't normally qualify for regular unemployment insurance benefits because of the restrictive nature of most states' eligibility requirements. So we, we we made great temporary progress on having a better unemployment insurance system. Unfortunately, at some point that's going to go away. So we're going to need permanent reform. And from July to December, we did not have that supplement to unemployment insurance benefits, and so people's benefits were pretty pretty crummy. But now they're but now unemployment insurance benefits are better, not as good as a job. Job me, a job has permanence. And so people will be going back to work when the jobs open up. But in the meantime, this, the, the relief that they're getting is really important. Um, now we're fighting the pandemic.
1: Um, prime age population with a job. We still see those, uh, racial and, and ethnic disparities as well, don't we? And folks, prime age is between 25, and 54. In February of 2020, you had 75.9% of the African-American prime age population with a job. February 2021 is 70.6. Um, Latino community down 7%, but in the um, white community, it's down just at just about 4%. So again, there's that disparity. Right, and,
2: yeah, there's there's a disparity to begin with, that those ratios, even in normal times, Black and Latino employment population ratios are lower than white, and all of them went up, but the gap widened <laughs> so that the change for Black and Latino was more negative than the change for white.
1: And here's something else you and I haven't talked about much. The impact of education, those who have bachelor's degrees versus those who don't, that too has been pretty devastating.
2: Yeah, if if you look at people with a BA or better, college graduates, they're almost back to where they were in February in terms of jobs. Their employment losses are relatively small, but as you go down the ladder, people with a high school degree or less still have pretty large job losses for the reasons that we've been talking about, the industries that they work in.
1: And then also, obviously, the other category you lift up in your thread, are those who are foreign born workers. And again, these individuals who probably too check all the boxes in terms of race, in terms of hospitality and education, low wage jobs, and in terms of lacking the bachelor's degrees too, right? Right. That yeah. that's the overlap. Yeah. So yeah.
2: You no, know, when when you have when you have a system with, with lots of barriers to opportunity for historical reasons and, and, and current reasons. You don't have the same shot at, at getting the education that puts you in a better position to keep your job in in a recession.
1: So how do you feel about the legislation and what difference that could possibly make in this situation?
2: So the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Package that is going back to the House now, the changes that the Senate has has made and the House is likely to pass it and the president is likely to sign it within a week, probably sometime this week, has lots of provisions to provide money to address the virus. It has lots of provisions to provide relief to folks who are not working because of the the virus and the unemployment. And many of those provisions have, have the side benefit, those relief provisions. Which is what's really important why you're getting the virus under control. They have the side benefit of being stimulative. They go to people. Unemployment insurance goes to people who will spend it. Snap benefits go to people who will spend it. And so we have both relief and stimulus in this package that should give us one, one hopes many months of job creation, even better than what we saw in February. And that's the future and the future is hard to predict. And then the virus we'll see, but. Things are looking good. It's a package. It's a package that's designed for the task.
1: And finally, yeah. finally, we got got to do something. Yeah. Hopefully we'll continue to climb out of this. Yeah, man, this has this is our second recession, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been through a lot together, buddy. Uh, and folks. Well, I we, well, we got
2: the economy out of the first one. So, <laughs> so maybe
1: we'll do, so we do it again. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, Stone and Thompson. Yeah. Um, and folks, ladies and gentlemen, you've been right here with us every step of the way, we so appreciate you tuning in and hearing what we have to say. And of course, we appreciate Chad Stone. I was sitting on buddy. Check out his thread, Chad CBPP on Twitter, um, and the, the charts they do are, are great as well. So you want to check that out, and then you'll have a full understanding and see what exactly we've got to do to climb out of this. Chad, as always, appreciate you, buddy. Glad you're staying healthy.
2: Yep, good to talk to you, Mark